Hi, hey, hello everyone. My name is Mr. Fruit, and welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast, the precursor to the Fruit Summit episode. Yeah. In today's episode, uh, we discuss um, freaking um, well, the Fruit Summit a little bit. Uh, we discuss Digimon versus Pokemon, right? A little bit. Um, some video game turmoil with stuff like Knights of the Old Republic, um, Ubisoft as a whole, uh, Destiny Two. Um, shocker. Other things like the return of Batfleck, um, and questions and answers and much more. It's the GD Overage podcast. If you've heard us before, then you know what to expect. So, with that said, let's get into it. Rob relives his childhood drama. That's a great uh, trauma. That's a great title. Oh, true. Let me write that down. Good. You know what is. A- Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, or no, ladies and gentlemen, no. welcome yeah. back. Yeah, Heidi Ho's the very... You've just been recording a lot, trying to get ready for Fruit Summit. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a lot. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. GG over your podcast. Uh, the, la- the last one before Fruit Summit 22, which, before I forget, uh, reminder, since that okay. is happening next week, uh, there won't be an episode next Sunday. Um, so we will be missing one week. However, we will be recording uh, one during the summit with the boys. So that'll probably be the next one you hear. So look out for that. Um, aside from that, any other housekeeping? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, remember, rate this podcast the greatest because that's what it is. Um, 
yeah, that's that's about all I got. Uh, yeah, Fruit Summit is a mere three days away. Three days. Good. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, everyone's gonna be. Well, I was I was thinking about it crazy. that the last was literally like three years ago. Like I not like I was such a different person three years ago. Like it's crazy. And then, oh, hey, little dude, COVID. Yeah. If only we'd known. Damn. For the YouTube viewers, Albus is getting very big, very quick. Yeah, dude. Big button. He's Bun's a sweet big. little guy. Oh, I love. He's just a big dude. He's a big dude vibe. And oh, that reminds me of, well, my big girl, Olive, was freaking out. I don't know, Rob, if you, what's today's date? The night of the 27th, so Tuesday night or whatever. Yeah. Did you have those crazy thunderstorms? Oh, dude. Like, yeah. Claire couldn't get to bed because she's like, I think it's going to like shatter the windows. Um, Thankfully, I had fallen asleep. Like, it woke me up at like, we had a crazy storm at like two in the morning. One of those ones where I went to bed at like 10 o'clock. It was still like just rain at that time. But I woke up at like two in the morning to this guy making biscuits on me. Uh, Cause like when he makes biscuits, like you got claws. So when he makes biscuits, it hurts. Like, yeah. And like, he loves making biscuits on my bare skin. So he's is, making is biscuits like that thing. Yeah. He's like, he's literally, yeah. do, he's literally doing it right now. <laughs> That, yep, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, that hurts. That, He's like, I could kill you right yeah, now. Right now. What's stopping me? Give me a good reason not to. Um, yeah, it's crazy thunderstorm. Uh, we, I, it was only like ten thirty here. I was going to bed, and it was like, it was wild. It was lightning was so frequent. It was more frequent than like the night sky. It was literally just like. <laughs> And I'm gonna be honest, best night of sleep I ever got. Um, was, does does uh, Claire not like thunderstorms, or Olive not like thunderstorms? Uh, Claire, or well, oh, no, okay. Olive. Claire just didn't like because uh, it was just like a lot of noise all night, and she couldn't get sleep. But Olive, that like fireworks, loud noises, and stuff like that. And so that girl was in her her crate, just fighting for her life. Does she does she bark when it's like that, or does she just she cowers stop? and runs and and ironically, I mean, probably the best place was her crate because we keep it. We have like a night cover, um, but it's about as dark as possible. So for her, it probably feels like her safest space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was super loud. The rain was like so heavy and so vertical that yeah, it like sounded like it was like pelting the house. Um. Lightning was going off, and yeah, I slept like a baby. For me, it was like, right. It was like, my I don't need a white noise machine tonight. Rainy, rainy mood IRL. Yeah. I was like, this is sick. And then the whole night. Clear, Did you there. think about the smoking the cigarette thing? Like, <laughs> went through your routine? Didn't have to. Didn't have to. It was just so nice. Um, yeah, Cindy and I recently uh, got a an overhead fan that has totally changed the game. So like it makes no sound. It doesn't do the annoying like vroom, vroom, vroom. or like, cause like the old fan we had was literally from the 1980s where it would like spin and it still had the pulleys. So sometimes oh. it would like clink, you know, clink, clink. Oh, it was the worst thing ever. Now it's silent, dude. I sleep so good now that like it's overhead fan is a game changer. 
can't live without it. Uh, the last place we lived was um, built so old and they never renovated that no room had overhead fans. Uh, and I was fighting for my life every day. That, that's like my living hell. Um, so when we went into this new house, like the master bed wasn't going to have one. And before we moved in, I was like, the first thing we're doing is we're putting an overhead fan. Uh, and we did. And I have the overhead, have overhead fan going. We have the AC going. And then I have my own personal fan blowing right on me every night. Bliss. You just curl up. GG, it's over. Yeah, it definitely makes me sleep better. I've been sleeping so much better. You done? See you later, dude. More biscuits must be made. Uh, so, aside from the stormy weather, um, what, oh, you, you know, what else has been stormy? Um, uh, so much so that I guess it sunk the proverbial ship. Uh, the Knights of the Old Republic remake has officially been canceled. Uh, oh, wait, what? Yeah, it it's came out this week. It, canceled? It's delayed, well, it's delayed indefinitely, which is not is never a good sign for games. But then, if you really? also read what's going on, no, that shot. game's not coming out. No, that game's like obviously. If, if they continued where they were right now, like the internal reports was, Knights of the Old Republic was set to release this year. Their most ambitious targeted date, if they were still to continue, was 2025. Three years later. And that's without everything else going on. So, uh, yeah. Apparently, it's just... A, I'm seeing here, project indefinitely paused. Studio looking for other projects. Vertical slice poorly received. I don't know what that means. Uh, design and art directors it's... fired. Target 2022 would have realistically been 2025. Yep. Jeez. Uh, vertical slice is like the little, almost like you know the like the E three gameplay demos we used to get. Yes. Uh, like that would be a vertical slice. Like for instance, like when God of War the the new one was originally showed at E three, and like you were Kratos, and he went and he fought the troll at the end, like that little mm -hmm. thing. That's considered a vertical slice. Like a very like isolated demo type of thing. Yeah. Like sometimes too, involving stuff that won't even be in the game, but it's just like. Essentially, just the, like an elevator pitch of like, "Hey, here's here's what the game's gonna be like." Hmm. Um, that sucks. I never played yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, so I was kind of looking forward to having like a remake. I did like because that was way back in the day, cafe, and I always heard good stuff, and I was like, "Cool, bring it into like newer age." Mm, never mind, just don't. I guess. Badge. The curse of Star Wars games. Basically. Is it like it's like an RPG, right? Like that's you play as a character that like, or is this the one where it's like an MMO? Which one is that one? No, that's, no, this one's more RPG. Star Wars: The Old Republic is the MMO. Sotor, Sotor. Oh, so, but this is Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, I can see the confusion. Um, but yeah, I hadn't played it. Um, it reminds me too of uh, just the turbulent history Star Wars games have where they either get cancelled uh, they come out terribly um, or you get like the one occasional gem like uh, um, uh, Fallen Jedi uh, Fallen Jedi is awesome I can't wait for which, the second one which that was only great because Respawn is obviously a great dev so right. like there's there was there was really no gamble there pretty much everyone was like oh 
I mean, even if this sucks, it's still respawn. They know what they're doing. But when was this announced? Was... Knights of the Old Republic. The remake? Um it's a, good question. a year or two ago? I don't know. I don't even like remember that it was like announced. Maybe at like video game awards last year or something. I I just like I love Star Wars. I've just never really been into the old Republic like games. Like I never I think my it, it was on the original Xbox, right? Knights of the Old Republic, because I think my little brother played it a lot. Oh, it was at the PlayStation Showcase 2021, so eleven months ago. Uh, it was revealed. And now it's now it's dead. It's kill. Because I guess hmm. it makes sense if they had a targeted release date of this year. But now the target release date is never. Who was the original studio that did Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? It, was it just LucasArts? I have no idea. Let's look. Let's look. Uh, came out back in. It had to come out like two thousand five. Because my little brother was obsessed with it at that point. I was like, dude, I'm playing Halo two. Go away. Came out. 2003. Okay. Um, developed by Obsidian Entertainment. Oh. Um, like that Obsidian? That Obsidian, yeah. Interesting. I had no idea. And um, I guess that's where to live. 19 years in the past. God, Which is like, years. okay, you know. I'm, I don't know. I'm cool with remake games and stuff like that, but I'm also like, do we really need them? You know. Yeah, what but I mean? see, I feel like that's a perfect remake because eighty percent of the people that are going to play it probably weren't even born yet, so it's completely new. It was also a bull up game, um, so you bring it back, you update it. Is it canon? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I'll look it up. I don't know the. The Star Wars EU is so confusing anyway. I don't even... I don't try. Um, it's just... It is not canon. It's not? Yeah, it says, The remake of the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic shouldn't be canon, even though it's arguably the most beloved Star Wars video game of all time. Although once considered canon, KOTOR was moved into the Star Wars Legends continuity when Legend when Disney acquired Lucasfilm in 2012. Wow. Well, so <laughs> retcon that. It, they're like, nope. Uh, and also, Star Wars, this isn't the greatest Star Wars video game ever, okay? You still have a chance to make Republic Commando, all right? <laughs> that is the greatest Star Wars game of all time. Did you get, like, a Sodi on the way, like, at a at a, at no, a I got, I got these. Yeah, I got these at the gas station last night for the raid. No! <laughs> when I said the tall boys, this is... This is That's a tall boy? That's a tall boy. That, that was the remnants of the tall boy? Yeah. Um... If I just gonna say something about Star Wars, um, Star Wars stinks. No, I can't remember. But uh, even more video game turbulence. Uh, Ubisoft announced that they will be probably discontinuing. I can't remember the name of it. Roller, roller. Oh, the oh. game where you go in circles. Yeah. What is it? Ubisoft. 
We played it. Roller one. We tried. Well, I tried it. It wasn't my thing. But you guys were. You guys were like, "Yeah, this is pretty cool." And then I never heard you guys play it again. Well, it's because we made a video on it three years ago, I think. Um, because I remember it beta or like a well, yeah, I remember it. It came out, or I heard about it coming out. I was like, "What the fudge happened to it?" Like, didn't we just play it? No, it was like over three years ago. It like disappeared. Ubisoft took it. I don't know what they did for three years. Brought it back. Dare I say it was worse than what I remember. Um, so I played it because I also had an IRL friend who was really excited about it. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll play. Woof. I was like, glad you're having fun, man. Um, then I let him have fun by himself. And he and the 10 other people playing the game, I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, no surprise. It's been not even a couple months. And they're canceling it. Which is important because it's an online-only multiplayer game. Um, which is just like the tr like what's going on with Ubisoft? It's it's like been in there's been dumpster fires, but like, are they making anything that's so that game is working? like cut? Like they're not even like doing anything. Yeah, I guess they're canceling that. Um, they have the Skull and Bones coming out, which you now have like which developers. Looks awful. Yeah, you now have developers and in-house people saying like. They aren't happy. Like they think they already know. Essentially, they're like, we think this is already going to fail. We're not confident. Uh, so that's a real morale booster. Um, which that's kind of the same thing as Roller Champions, where it just disappeared, and then years it comes back, and then it's like, wait, what were you doing for those? That's what like Skull and Bones looks like. It's like, wait, been how many years? It looks almost exactly what we saw before. Um, so they got that, um, so many other departments and stuff just falling apart or getting canceled. Uh, it's like, what happened, man? Ubisoft, believe it or not, like 10 years ago, I feel like had a pretty strong image. They're well, like they were the like their at the forefront of and... like, yeah, they were like putting out trailers that people were like, yo, this game looks really good. And then... The whole watchdog fiasco but like ubisoft was still like known that was for... like their big their first big kind of like fuck up like blunder and like where media it just didn't really yeah. shine well on them. but even then ubisoft was like eventually garnered this reputation of like making quality games that took a while to get there but like generally speaking ubisoft was like oh that's the dev that like even if they make a stinker like they commit to it. I mean, yeah. they like still eventually gets good. I mean, they still got Rainbow Six Siege, which is one of the I think which that's has not, which has not been by the community thing. has not been as popular as it you as it was at its prime. Which actually, yeah, I wonder what our numbers. Wait, I don't even know if we can't see them. Uh, no, because it's on a Ubisoft. I think you got to play it on Ubi it, Connect. Oh, I would six. assume. Rainbow it's got to be that thing where you buy it on Steam and then well, you, you open can, it. Well, you can see the people who have launched it from Steam currently. Uh, and it's almost 41,000, which is pretty healthy. Yeah, like that's what I was really going to say. Like, Tom, like Rainbow Six Siege is probably the only game I think that Ubisoft has released in the past like seven years that is still doing all right. Because, um, I mean, I'm looking at Ubisoft's like games. And it's really just a bunch of Assassin's it's Creed, Far, Far Cry, The well, Division. Then, I mean, it doesn't help that their big flagships that were consistent have been like 
Just Dance. Just just like, <laughs> well, Just Dance is always going to be successful because, I mean, they've kind of, yeah, they've they've nailed that. But, like, their core flagship franchises, Assassin's Creed especially, have just been, have gotten such a bad rap because Ubisoft has really, like, corporated corporation the fuck out of those games with like the the microtransactions the boosts the 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 rpg systems that are tied to monetization it's like ubisoft really at the forefront of how can we monetize shit and i feel like that's their reputation right now especially when they tried to do that ubisoft quartz shit oh and so i feel like their reputation went from They've gone on a roller coaster. Ubisoft made Prince of Persia, like the original one. Yeah, back in the day, cafe. Yeah, I had no idea. Why can't I find like a decent list of all their games? Oh, I mean, um, I found. Uh, I, I just put like Ubisoft games into Google, and it's literally showing me all of them. I don't know. They went from like they went from like ooh, they're the guys who make like games that are super oh. downgraded to yo, these games actually turn out pretty tight, and now it's. Ubisoft is at the forefront of how do we how do we scam our consumers? Ubisoft is uh is me, doing that Avatar game, which <laughs> also got delayed. Which all yeah also like a year so or two. Ubisoft is like they're in the trenches right now, dude. Which it's it's like it did. It went from like a developer where I see the name and it would interest me to I see it and I go ooh, like I immediately there's like a visceral reaction. Like. I kind of like step back, like ah. Now I'm like not so sure. Um, they made For yeah. Honor, Mister Fruit. For Honor was was good, which is also going on seven years. For Honor two, you know, like I don't think that's I trust me. Bring it, like I'm ready. I will I give like it to Ubisoft... them. They've they've done really good with like like because they are they're still like. It's been slower the past couple of years, but they, it's like year six, season three. Um, and they're still slowly adding new people, but like pretty good for a live service game. But I think like for me, without knowing the numbers too, like I would mm-hmm. imagine I want a four honor two just simply because I feel like it would, it would be that catalyst to bring new people back in. Because, like, the game's great, but it's kind of like that thing where um, you've played a game or maybe you weren't huge on it, and then someone's going to be, like, six years later, like, dude, you got to try it again. People like, I remember that game, what? But if they're like, yo, For Honor 2, new people will try it, people returning will come back. And that's just me being selfish because I like that game and I would like it to be popping off. But um, I'm going to ask you guys something. Because you guys are Pokemon players. You guys love Pokemon. I have been known um, to Pokemon. I do yeah. love Pokemon. Are you guys going to play the new Digimon game that came out today? Oh, Survive. It looks good. I I, I want to. Oh, you did? Nice. Uh, yeah, I was like, well, I'll I'll see if I like it. Um, I want to try it. Um, My issue with Digimon is it slowly devolves into like, oh, look at these cool monsters. Oh, my God. These cool monsters are so cool. Okay, so now we're just playing Gundam. <laughs> like, okay, so, you're a giant angel with Booba Digimon, now. Digital monsters. So, I mean, they're still sick designs, but like my, I'm I'm aesthetically charged. You know, I like I like, I'm aesthetically Continuity driven through the evolutions. Type. I'm of aesthetically thing. driven. Like, if something looks good all the way through, I'll rate it more highly just because it looks cool. 
to me. <laughs> and so when Digimon goes to like cool Charmander, Charmander <laughs> with the skull, sick. Why is um, Charmander a knight of the round tables? Yeah, <laughs> Wait a minute, what? You lost me. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's like Agumon. That's is that's the Charmander name, right? Agumon. He literally goes to like from that to like a T Rex with like a skull on his head, like Kangaskhan. Wicked. Kind of. and, and then, then he like, goes to like armored. Yeah. Sick. Pretty. Sick. And then it goes to, I am a I'm a Gundam knight. I don't need you humans anymore. Je- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor man's having an identity crisis. He's like going through different phases. He's like, I don't know what I want to be. Which I which I do love Digimon. Don't get me wrong, but. The reason I can never get fully into it is because the, the the lines just get. Do they get call crazy. it evolutions in that game, or do they call it something different? Uh, Digivolutions. Yeah. Uh, Digivolutions. Yeah, not evolutions. Digivolutions. It's time did you to guys Digivolve. Have, as a kid, did you have to pretend to not like Digimon because your alliance was with Pokemon, or did you? I, I always stand both. Okay. I was always a double stand. I didn't feel like I especially had to the the, draw the, the Digimon line. shows the Digimon. Uh, oh shows and movies and we're all way better than pokemon apparently they so have dark like digivolutions too so oh, they have a lot of different they have armor digivolve they have point, uh, yeah, Lord only knows. they have golden digi egg digivolve they have dna uh, digivolution they have d- dna digivolution they have um it looks like, like you can do like fusion yeah, so evolution like, it looks like you can they fusion have, like one digimon with another to make a new digimon yeah they have reverse digivolves they have uh yeah they have those dark digivolutions uh, they have like the human fusion digivolutions i think it's um i owned the original on vhs and i watched that thing religiously but that is pretty much about as where, much like, I never lore. really followed. I did play on PS1. There was, well, there's two. There was like the Digimon Smash Brothers game. Played that. Uh, and then there was like a Digimon. I'm trying to remember. It was almost like a Isekai anime, but it was like a PS1 video game where I think you were a human, but then you transported in like the Digimon world and you were a Digimon. And it was like a turn based RPG, I think. That was sick. But yeah, that is like my Digimon. So all this to me is like, ah, I bet. Are, are, but I got no are Digimon idea. in the world like for real? Or do you have to go into the computer to be with Digimon? I don't remember. I, think, I remember. There's okay, no are you ready for Are you player. ready for me to name all the different Digivolution types? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Ready, okay, here we go. Digivolution, Super Digivolution, Mega Digivolution, uh, Dark Div- Dark Digivolution, Armor Digivolution, DNA Digivolution, Extra Cross Evolution, Warp Digivolution, Mode Change, Warp DNA Digivolution, Bio Mode Digivolution, Shining Digivolution, Pseudo Evolution, Bio Hybrid Digivolution, Hyper Bio Extra Evolution, Burst Holy Evolution, shit. X Digivolution, Death X Evolution, Blast <laughs> Digivolution, Spirit Evolution, Slide Evolution, Fusion Evolution, Unified Spirit Evolution, Angel Ancient Spirit Evolution, and then Dizzy Digifuse. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Do uh... If I didn't know better, I think like three quarters of that were, were just uh, fanfics. Like... I mean, Pokemon gets that. You know, you have not, your... Not that far, though. No. You, have, you have evolutions. You have yeah. megas. Yeah, megas. That's right. Um, Maybe that's it. <laughs> you have Gigantamax. Oh, that's right. Um, well, but like, yeah, those are like, yeah, those are like different forms. So I would count. I would say yeah. those count. But, but like once that's... a like, but like once a once a generation, you'll get something like a gimmick, and it's like the main gimmick of. So like you got. Um, it so was, it was just normal. It was just normal, like stage one to three evolutions. So you got like trade evos. Then we got because Gen six. Um, it wasn't until Gen six we got like evolution gimmicks, which was megas. And then we got yeah, mega evolutions was like the biggest change to evolutions. Gen seven was just Z moves. Yeah. Gen eight was that was Dynamax Gigantamax. Yeah, we got the, and those were basically like special forms, less evolution, more special forms. It was and just you got more like, of whatever the Pokemon was. Like for instance, Blastoise, just more cannons. Yeah, and then <laughs> but then you'll get like, but then you'll get like the legendaries will get their own like form changes that are kind of evolutions that if, are like if we want to get, but they're like, like specific to the line. I guess if you want to get technical, there's form changes. If different types of evolutions, you have stone evolution, trade evolution, leveling evolutions, but like, but I feel like that's more so in the game kind of thing. Like that's not like, uh, like a yeah, that just there. goes deep. I mean, that's, but I guess also, it's confusing, but also it's probably pretty freeing creatively because they can just be like, yo, well, we can make whatever we want next. I don't think I think <laughs> the reason Pokemon is so much better received in the evolution front is because it's simple to like. It doesn't feel like like if oh you how does this thing. Pokemon evolve? If this Pokemon doesn't evolve by this, then it probably evolves. But I mean, there's a couple like ridiculous Evos like hold your like 3DS the yes upside down or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that one, and then the the Runarigus one f- to get into like you had to go under a rock at a specific after they've taken a certain amount of damage. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. But for the most part, like the fundamental core of evolution is pretty much easy to understand. Whereas like but but whereas digimon is not gameplay tied digimon is like how anime can we get and how these digimon evolve 
Would you but, guys like to like guess? Very different. Very I guess different. The, the fair thing, though, too, is like that's fair because it also still sets them apart. Like they're obviously not exactly, just trying yeah. to be Pokemon. Yeah. And they were, po- Pokemon's they very were. gameplay oriented concept of evolution. Digimon is a very anime sense of evolution. So yeah, they're very. It definitely leans into the Japanese. It leans into the ridiculousness. Of. Would you guys like to guess how many Digimon there are total? Oh, I don't even. I have, bro, thousands probably. Yeah, I have no idea. There, since the first game came out in 20, 24 years ago, there's been fourteen hundred digital monsters yep. made sense. Yep, a good bit. Which I mean, to be fair, like, well, it's it's like that's like five six hundred more than Pokemon. That's a good bit. It's almost double. But I but guess I if, I, if like... I like Digimon, though, that'd be sick. Like if that was if I followed Digimon, it's kind of the same with me with Pokemon. I'm like, just give me more Pokemon. So. As long as they're not like trash designs, but I guess that's subjective and depends on. I, I would, I, 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 as a Digimon fan, there's definitely a lot more misses than hits. And I think that's so, the, the, the dual edged sword of more because it's not always so, quality. This is what Bankai Namco said themselves Digimon Survive tells a deeply personal story with many twists and turns. To keep the surprises special, we ask players to avoid posting anything on social media that will spoil the story from chapter five onwards for the first two months of Digimon Survive's release. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, however, if you do post, please mark your content as spoiler in a way that uh, clearly uh, indicates to others that spoilers are present. Let's keep Digimon Survive a one of a kind experience. They're really reaching out here. Well, that must be all their marketing because that's the other part too. Is I never heard this until like I browse PC gaming subreddit just to like see new game announcements to see like oh I can make a video on this and it was like Digimon Survive out today and I was like how have I? It wasn't even on my. (laughs) I heard about it once. Well, I heard about it once a while ago and then I was like oh I like there's just been nothing. So who the gameplay looks pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, it's like a it's like a. Turn-based, like story-driven narrative, like well, whatever, like fi- um, Fire Emblem is. I'm trying to think of it. It's turn-based, but I feel like you can get more turn-based specific. Turn-based strategy. And, yeah, um, which I like, and that's why I bought it too. I was like, eh, I'll give it two hours like, before a refund and see if I like it. You know, like maybe maybe uh, it's a little bit more difficult than Pokemon because I know you always kind of crave more of a challenge. So maybe there is well, Pokemon kind is of a challenge. Laughably easy. But that's like but that's not why I play Pokemon. Like I never Same. played Pokemon for the challenge. And so like when I do these Nuzlocks, for instance, and make it more interesting, that's it. But it's not like it's you don't want a Pokemon to release and have it be like a hard game. Well I, w- I wouldn't be against it. But is not going to stop me from playing Pokemon if it's easy. The challenge, the challenge is not the primary reason why you enjoy it. It's because you, it's because of like the emergent gameplay of like form having these experiences with the Pokemon you encounter, and the Nuzlocke just gives you like a very unique adventure, a, a very new adventure that like has like y- your own story built into it. So it's like it's not necessarily the challenge, even though the challenge does make it fun and the challenge does assist it in like bringing this out. It just adds like a different it adds a different flavor to Pokemon. And like, we always want more Pokemon up until the Nuzlocke. I started doing Nuzlocke. There's like 80 percent of the mechanics I just ignored 
because I never had to bother to understand them, essentially. Oh, that's true too, yeah. Like, like people are like, how do you not know type matchups? I'm like, bro, I don't, I Charizard, and if I use Flamethrower, nine times out of ten, it didn't matter what it was, it's going to die, kind of thing. <laughs> um, And, like, I, it wasn't quite as normal as that, but, like, that's an example. Um, And, like, EVs, IVs, never had to worry about that. Never had to worry about natures. That's why everyone was always up about nature. I was like, I don't know. He says he says it's hardy, and he still hits. So whatever. But now it's like, wait, this could be problematic. And then never having to worry about like leveling, because even if I tried not to, I'd be over leveled and blah blah blah. So there's just so much of the game, which is why I think I like when it's more difficult, is because I do think there's just parts of the game that go unnoticed, um, just because like you don't have to notice it. Um, I that agree, make it yeah. more interesting. Um, but yeah, it's like I didn't start playing Pokemon back in the day because it was hard. And I think that's why it's like a non-factor for me. And at this point, too, I expect it to be easy. Especially after like Gen 6. I realized like, okay, we're, we're, lean, we're fully leaning into that. And then Gen 7 confirmed it. And then Gen 8 did as well. Um, and I think it makes it more approachable. But I mean, if I were in that meeting room, I'd be like, what if... We just had difficulty options. That wouldn't happen. But like, if you could start a new game and it was like normal mode or hard, but they'll never do that. No, because then they have to like code a whole new game, technically, kind of, or how that works. Working yeah, who knows? I don't know. It's, it's and then you also have the people where... that like we shouldn't have a hard mode or easy mode. Like it should just be for everybody type of thing. Like I think you see that a lot with Elden Ring. You do. Um. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, but yeah, it, it doesn't ruin it for me. Um. So yeah. Well, we'll I'm we'll looking see. forward to your Digimon video. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't jump to conclusions. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna make for a video. But uh, I'm gonna try it. We'll see. Um. Does Claire like Digimon? I don't even know. I'm gonna go ask her. I don't even know if she knows what Digimon is. <laughs> Well, I mean, I figured, like, if she likes, like, Pokemon and stuff, like... I mean, that's only recent, kind of, with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My my Digimon... Can you even name a Digimon other than Agumon Blue, who is, like, the main... Like, he's, oh, like... Yeah. I feel like Agumon is the Pikachu of Oh, yeah, Digimon. for sure, for sure. I mean, you got, like, Terriermon. You got, like, Gabumon. Uh, you got like um, Vmon. I love Vmon. Flamedramon, one of my favorites. Uh, what else we got? Omnimon is like the classic. That's the homie. We love Omnimon. Um, we got. Um, oh, it was my favorite. Uh, it was from. I like the cat with the gloves. I remember there was a cat with gloves. I liked that one. And I think that's the um, one that turned into the angel. Oh, yeah. Gatomon. Yeah. That's classic, it. Classic. Gatomon. Yeah, they're Vmon. Uh, my favorite season was Digimon Tamers, and it was Gyumon. Yes, Gyumon, my favorite Pokemon. Or po- fuck, favorite Digimon. Gyumon, my favorite Digimon. And then you had like Renamon, which was like the furry awakening for people. And then. Damn, you all feel old blue? There's a uh, lot Digi- of banger. There's a lot of banger designs, but there's a lot of flops for sure. Go on. D- Digimon Tamers came out April first, two thousand one. Oh yeah, that came out a long time ago. That was when I was literally like, 
I was a tiny baby and I was like, Pokemon and Digimon are so cool. Yeah, like this. Ah! I do like, I do think the evolution of the Digimon and it's like shows them and it's like spinning them and shit. Like it has like little data. Yeah, it's like the Matrix and shit. Uh, I thought, I thought Digimon was so cool. I thought the idea of Digimon was cooler than Pokemon. I just somehow Pokemon. Ah, uh, for sure. I, I, I loved Pokemon for the designs. And I think for Digimon, Digimon was like, as a kid, I loved it for the story. I was a lot more connected to the, to the designs of Digimon because they were part of like a story that really mattered. Whereas Pokemon, I didn't like really appreciate Pokemon until I got older as much as I like, po- okay. So me, Pokemon was the games, right? Mm-hmm. Pokemon was the games. Digimon was for the, for the, for the watching. Um, you know, Digimon. Oh, okay. She, she, she even went like Digimon. Go. Oh, she <laughs> I was like, well, that's close. Uh, so so Claire is also a Digimon and Neopet stan. Are you a Neopet stan? You do Neopets? Yeah, I was yeah, talking no, to her. And we Claire, tried to get into no. her old account. No. Recently, did you not? Did you guys hear about this? The week I got into Neopets, like back into it, figured out my account. A super giant ultra mega hack happened on Neopets, and uh, the hackers were selling all the information for like eight Bitcoin, which I think is like seventy six thousand dollars. So Neopets is hacked the day I get back into it. And by into it, I just go to my lab ray and I spray my Neopet and then I get out of there. Um, uh, you keep trying to make Neopets happen. I respect that so much. Yeah. It's I, 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 I got but... to spread my Neopet propaganda, you know, like. It'll, it's like you're it's trying, a, bud. You're, you're trying, trying and, and I respect it. <laughs> pump and dump. dump Neopets. Get you on and on it. No, it'll come back. Don't you worry about it. It'll come back. Cool. Oh, for sure, man. For cool. sure, man. Um. Yeah. So I guess she watched like the the show. I guess way back then. I feel uh, like every kid saw the Digimon movie. Like every kid, dude. The Digimon the movie. Man. Also, it sucks because like the Digimon movies, the U.S. versions were dog shit compared uh, to like the uh, the original versions. Like the original. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the the, the soundtrack that di- t- dictated my entire like eight year old. It's been it's like, been music since like that. yeah, that's where I learned uh, bare naked ladies. Um, what were the other ones? Oh, um, I think they had Beast Boys, didn't they? I'm gonna look up the soundtrack. I think they had like Intergalactic or something. I'm trying to remember. They had Smash Mouth before it was cool on Shrek. They did. Oh, they yeah. had Kids in America. Like, we're the we kids, kids in-, in America. Whoa. We are the yeah. Kids. And um, all I remember about it, too, is watching it on VHS to, f- to pause it to freeze frame and draw the, the stills. Like, I'd draw a ditch mine if I could, like, pause it in time. Simple it is. Yeah, uh, All Star is in it, too. Uh, Smash Mouth is in that movie. Apparently, I don't remember it, but classic. Yeah, they butchered like the a... shit out of the movies, though. But the movies, I still stand them. Um, it grossed sixteen million dollars here in America, which is tight. We're kids in America. Wow! And then they're like, "Oh shoot, we got Pokemon on our hands." Here oh, dude, are. the Digimon movie is streaming on Disney+. Plus. Did you guys know that? 
but I didn't. I did not know that did either. Know. I might watch that later. I Yo, probably won't. I'll be honest, but I watched it literally so much of my childhood. I'm good. What happens at the end? At the end, I mean, our heroes win, of course. <laughs> What's the main character's name? The little dude with the spiky brown hair. Oh, oh, Ty, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't remember that. Can't remember half my friends' names, much less the character of an animated movie I watched 20 years ago. All right. You know, Bless should get uh, a voice acting gig with Digimon. He'd be perfect. I'm sure he has some sort of Agumon voice. Probably not for lack of trying. Um, Yeah, new Digimon game. Um, Oh. Uh, Destiny drama again. Yeah, What's the this... drama this time? Well, there's technically Man. two different ones with the oh, most recent TWAB. Um, boils down to one skillish match main coming back, and um, oh, yes! and then the raid. Uh, the raid being the one more people care about because, again, most people complain about skillish matchmaking. It's like. I like skill-based matchmaking because I get to just play a bunch of blueberries on my account, <laughs> and it's sick. Um, but the main one is the raid because uh, they announced it's going to be coming out on a Friday instead of a Saturday. Um, and that alone. I, um, can I? Can I? I saw one of the partner managers, or like the not partner managers, uh, community managers. uh, She basically said that like last time they did on a Saturday, there was that whole issue. uh, We kept getting kicked out for like two hours. Yeah, and because they weren't in the office because it was a Saturday, they weren't able to like easily fix it. So by having it on a weekday, that they'll also be at work. You know, like they'll be able to fix we'll things. Have if more things people go bad. immediately on board. Yeah, uh, which I like. I totally get, but I also okay. understand the people that do work like normal jobs that do want to participate in day one rating. Like I could also see the frustration there. Yeah, see, I that's how. Like, I don't know how to feel because I see it both ways. Yeah, uh, it makes sense for Bungie, and it also makes sense why some people um, are bummed because like they want to be able to go in blind, same time as everyone else. Um. The other thing people are um, bummed about, and this one I agree with, is that um, unlike recently with track history, they're not pushing it out two weeks after release. It's going to be the Friday after the release. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. I don't, I don't like that. No. I don't. Neither of you guys do. <clears throat> no, I because really don't like you, that at all. Yeah, like, like with the Witch Queen, it was nice because it gave us, instead of like three days of buckle down, yeah, and this is what you're doing all day. Yeah, and like in this case, new season, you you get to enjoy it at your own pace and have a more and the thing is if they the people who are going to grind the day one raid um most of them will do it regardless if they're trying blind, but the the reason it's been nice having it two weeks is we've even seen numbers alone how much more accessible it is to the average player who just can't grind that much to get ready in three days, for instance. Um, whereas pushing it two weeks out, suddenly way more people I'm, are like, well, hey, I'm here. I'll try it. Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool, and I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash GG and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash GG. Okay, so I'm going to be uh, elitist Rob here for a second. I don't think day one ratings should be that accessible. Like, I think it should be something that, like, only the hardcore, like, you busted your ass in order to get to be able to try and do this day one and have it be, like, a small kind of tight thing rather than it be an open thing that everybody can try. And then I, I, I think it's just cooler if it's a more – condensed and you have to like race against the clock to get raid ready essentially so i would totally agree with you if this was like three years ago my issue with that is i agree i love the concept of only if you've like really like only if you really want to do it will you get the opportunity to do it because you've put in the time to like get prepared right Mm -hmm. yes um I totally would agree with you if the game didn't have such a conflicting design choice. Like they're like, oh, we want to be like we want to be inclusive and allow everybody to do the raid. But then the next X pack, you're like, oh no 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 no, it's this Friday, so you're gonna have to buckle down. But then like, oh GMs are like really cool, like they're really hardcore only for the hardcore. But then you introduce stuff like classy restoration to make it easier. And then GMs in general, just get like power kept in general. Cause like, I mean, that's just what they want. Like they were like, Oh, well GMs are a little too tough. Uh, and then, Oh, skill-based matchmaking is bad. Uh, skill-based matchmaking is good. Uh, fucking, we don't know guys, honestly. So like, <laughs> we don't know. It, it yeah, feels like in a year when they're removing it well, again, I, another year when they're like what you're saying, blue, like it's all, all over the place. Like, with Blizzard and it's WoW, when they had their day one raids, it was always like, like super hardcore. See, like I'm yeah. A, what I would really like to see 
and like I think this is the most hardcore thing. Like release the raid when the expansion comes out. Like just do that. No, that was like I, I think really that don't would like be that. Really sick. Like I really don't like that because then that world promotes, racing becomes RNG. RNG mixed okay. with whatever you can abuse at the time. I think the day. Yeah, I think the day of actually is the worst. Okay. Actually mitigates. Like actually adds a level of randomness. I can see that. Uh, that isn't like fully skill based and like who gets like, the world first. So the so like a it Friday me yeah. of back in the day when you're like literally like D one, right? And you're like, I need a twenty nine to drop. And because yeah. I can't, I'm going into this raid, you know, just bone. One but level light low. In fact, like, that even happened if you remember the drama during uh Crota's end, where the like the team I think who won or something had a guy grinding while six others were doing it so he oh, could hit like 32 yeah. or whatever and then they subbed him in at the final which gave him like a huge boost because he was lucky that. enough and grinding like right so i think it just it just introduces too much of that as well as Big unless agree. unless bungie can buckle down and make sure there's no exploits then it's like which they're everything's not going fair to. game right and they can't catch everything so like it the X pack would hit, and then it's just all right, guys. Here's what we need to abuse. We're gonna do that. And the problem too is, if you want to compete, well, now you have to also exploit. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, I don't want to yeah. do that. You, you're like, is this a new raid too? This will be a reprised D one raid. People are thinking, what are they thinking? Most people think it's King's Fall, right? Or Crota's End. Crota's End. Crota's End. Crota's well, I mean, this is not a new. I ex. I I don't expect them to do like an actually new raid until the X packs. Yeah, because I it's mean, Bungie. I don't expect like actual new raids until like until once a year. Let's go, Rob. Let's go, Rob. And the um the reason I'm okay with it too is because give us um, the ass shots, Rob. It uh it is there allowed we go. It Look so at that. that every season we get a dungeon or a raid. So what are we doing, man? The amount of resources it takes to make a new raid. I don't if, give a fuck. It make wouldn't a have been. Raid. We will with Lightfall. Oh. But I why mean, Crota's End? Crota's End is literally the worst. I mean, I, if I would have chosen, I mean, that would have been. The worst. I, know, I mean, I don't know about that. In FF, we get eight raids a year. Okay, yeah. Well, that's because. Oh, and then we got an ultimate going. raid. I understand like, what goes into like making a new raid and stuff like that. But god damn it, I'm so sick of these old reprise raids that I've done a hundred times. Well, like, I mean, unfortunately, that's what people want. So what? also And what? there are a lot of people who've never played D1 that, that have played yes. D2 now. Very yeah, very true. So for it's, a for, lot it's of easy people content will be for there Bungie. First. Yeah. It's easier for them to develop an old raid that they just have to like uh, like okay, so the the concept is there. We've already done it. Let's just like let's just bring it back and let's bring it into the modern D2 setting. So from a game dev perspective, I'm totally cool with it. it D2 is sense. a much better sandbox and that like then D1 was like much more enjoyable, much prettier. So I'm cool with it too. Um, it's also a good way to like get over the massive hump of, of, of Bungie's track record of like content drought. Oh, these guys never release raids. Like why are we only getting one raid a year? If that, so this is a good way to circumvent like the, the 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 core issue of Bungie not being able to release content quick enough. Like if you think about Crota's raid, if you like know what to do, it's literally like maybe a twenty minute raid. Like yeah, but I mean they're gonna they're gonna 
edit it, it's not just going to be. Yeah. I, well, I better not be able to solo up to Crota. Like. That'd be a nice throwback. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> the good old days, soloing lamps and. Um, yeah, I'd solo lamps and then you get to the bridge part, get the bridge, jump across with the sword, and then you have to kill both ogres on each side. And so then you do it's that. It's just, it's hard because I'm with you where it's like, yeah, I'd like more raids and I want new raids. But then also, I understand from like game dev and Bungie's side of it yeah. where it's like as much as we hate it, and like we wish we could snap our fingers and be like, okay, well then just like hire more people or get more stuff, which doesn't. I mean, they're not their partner with Sony at this point. I mean, you. Um, I mean, like it would make more sense. I don't know if they'll go back, but like for instance, when they had like vicarious visions, like it made sense. It was literally like trading off. Like Bungie was doing this year of DLC. In the meantime, like uh, vicarious visions did this and had it ready. So if they did something like that, but. I'm okay with it because kind of like what Blue was saying, um, at the end of the day, it does mean we're getting more stuff. Is it the newest stuff? No. But it's something. Um, and that's the thing too. It's is a fun nostalgia for trip. Bats, it will mean more to them as well. I just rather no, have yeah. Kings fall over Crota. Like if you're bringing one I mean, of those back, bring it back Kings It would have been my okay. last pick, I agree. But. Okay, but, but they are going in an order that makes sense. Well, right, Vog, like Crota. Yeah, so I mean, I, you would you would assume eventually we're gonna have them all back. Yeah, exactly. But and then they get rotated like, out. Yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna get like the, rotated in out. the extremely dumb content vault, which I still hate. But it is what it is. It's part they, of the game, and they do that rotation thing out because they don't want uh, Destiny they don't want Two to be a hundred gigs. Size being too big, but it's like and as I've said before, people download people download Warzone just fine, and no one has a problem. I mean, people complain, but like Warzone's still popping. So, and like the people who play Destiny Two play Destiny Two. Yeah, you know people what I mean? who play like, Destiny Two make it their whole personality. I think they'll download a couple hundred gigs. All right. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. There's there's definitely a diff another motivating factor as well. That's not just file size, obviously. And I, I I'd really be curious to know because they must have some sort of uh like research, analytical data or something that's something that they them, can allude to to be like, hey, this right something that's work telling if them if we do this, it's better for us in the long run. I don't I know mean, what it, it is, but it does make sense that it's better to have four options rather than a hundred options. Well, know? I also wouldn't be surprised if for them, it's like a, like a nightmare for older consoles to have this much of a file 100%. size. Right. So I think the main factor is definitely still storage size. I, but like, I, 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 I definitely understand for older consoles. Like you don't want to leave older consoles in the dust too early. Like especially PS4, like PS4s didn't come with like one terabyte drives. Most PS4s like came with five hundred gig drives. So I definitely understand that, right? Well, and but um, yeah, if I if I yeah. could do anything, if I could snap my fingers right now and do, it would probably be to get rid of older console support. To be honest, on Xbox, the base download for Warzone is ninety two gigs at the moment. Uh, but you need, download. but you need, yeah, you need <laughs> one seventy five on a hard drive to like install yep. everything. It's crazy. A lot of data. Um, <clears throat> like that's got to be the biggest game out right now, right? In terms of just like file size, like 
It's like I, I, I just imagine. like to imagine what Destiny Two would look like if it were PC only. Not that I don't want consoles to have support, but in a way where it's like when they're making decisions, almost none of it is dictated by hardware. Um, obviously, still some of it is uh, because, especially when you're making like PC games, obviously you want low spec things to be able to play it. Blah blah blah. But like. Not in the sense where it's just like you're you're trying to think about you know the PS4, which to be fair came out ten nine years ago, um, and so it makes it tough. Uh, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War is the biggest game like ever made. It's two hundred and fifty gigabytes. My brother in Christ. <laughs> what? And then Why? the next after that is Modern Warfare. After that, we want to know what's and crazy then, is Ark Survival Evolves like 600. Uh, Quantum Break is 178. Destiny what 2 Shadow Keep, Sh- Shadow Keep was 165. What is Quantum? Quantum, what now? Uh, uh, Quantum Break, uh, the third person shooter from Remedy Entertainment and Microsoft Studios does not total 178 gigs for nothing. With regular updates that improve the mechanics of the game, the title size has been climbing steadily since its release in 2016. Hailed as a masterful, masterful fusion of gaming and live action, Quantum Break boasts arresting graphics, a plot many writers would consider daunting, and a latency of rich characters. Time travel is the theme of many works of the theater and tra- television have found impossible to hit the mark, but Quantum Break not um, only rises to meet the standards, it obliterates it. I, so it looks like it's like a time I remember it now I saw the... The boxer. FF15. Oh, that's not what Blue plays. Blue plays FF14. I play 14. 15 is 150. Master Chief Collection is 125. I remember. But the nice thing about Master Chief, though, is that's if you have everything installed. The one, yeah. the one nice thing, like when I like installed it for Halo 3 the other day, it was a quick install because like base installs like 20 gigs. You load on, and I'm like, I just want Halo 3. So, like, that's kind of nice, like, and to be fair, Call of Duty kind of did it as well, where, like, um, if you only want Warzone, you don't have to have, like, or multiplayer Warzone, you don't have to have campaign downloaded, and that helps a little bit, but, like, even me, that is, like, I have to keep cleaning it out, because, like, I can't just keep, like, Call of Duty installed in the background if I'm not playing it, because... I'd be like, why am I full? And I look, and a third of my hard drive is Call of Duty. It's like, Jesus. Um, so, so to the skill-based matchmaking part of it, um, I've actually changed my tone with skill-based matchmaking in relationship to Destiny. Uh, I think skill-based matchmaking is fun in Destiny, in a game like Destiny, at least. I think there should be skill-based matchmaking. Um, I am, I've kind of always been in the skill-based matchmaking camp um, purely because like statistically it just works. It retains player base. And I know there's a lot of people who are upset at the concept of like it getting harder in their bracket. But at the same time, like the unfortunate truth is like you're the 1% of the 1%. And you're going to keep playing the game anyways. Like, the devs know it. That's the unfortunate truth. Like, you're going to bitch and moan and complain. But, like, you're still going to play it. Yeah. You're still going to be like, you're still going to be like, yeah, I'm a fucking god this game. All in line, peasant. You're still going to, you're still going to, you're still going to, like, post your clips on Twitter. 
you're still gonna stream the game like you're still gonna like be like god like i hate this game plays it 12 hours a day (laughs) and so they're like yeah like this sucks but like we also like having a casual player base that drives the game and keeps it healthy and especially like when it comes to trials right you don't you you don't want to have the cycle where you have trials players like why are there no cat why is there no casual player base trials is dead uh introduce skill-based matchmaking uh oh my god trials is back skill-based matchmaking starts really like this the the mmr starts really getting affected god trials is so difficult now with all these players why is there a flaws bracket well i repeat the process why are there no casual players filling trials like yeah they cannibalize themselves and i think what people fail to realize is is trials is just flawed as a design like just trials yeah, can't exist with mmr because it doesn't make sense yeah sbmm exactly. is made so that you hover around 50 percent win rate because like every game should be pretty even and if that's the case and trials is all about going flawless seven games in a row but you introduce like strict skill-based matchmaking like those two fundamentally yeah it doesn't make any clash. sense like they just clash exactly. two design directions that don't work and then even when you introduce something like a flawless pool people are just like oh i'll just reset my card at six and not go flawless till the end of the week right so it's like so it's a cool does. concept it's a cool concept that does not on paper you're like yeah this works it's and so then... cool but like it's just not uh it's not a it's not a watertight so concept. Trials just needs a, a big change entirely. Yeah. Like it's more so a trials how it works issue than a skill based matchmaking issue. I, I mean, I, the fundamentals of trial haven't changed in what like literally since D one, right? They tried to change it a little bit with trials of the nine, took that away, and then just brought back normal. But I think like yeah, you know, just like that, like skill based matchmaking when in D one, like we weren't. That wasn't really a thing, and you hadn't heard much about that. Um, I just feel like the the landscape has just changed so much that I think, yeah, fundamentally, I think like trials just needs the idea is cool, and there should be a mode like that. Um, I just but think Bungie is like terrified of ranked modes for some reason. Yeah, they they have the soft like um, just weird because they made the greatest whatever. ranking system in like my opinion ever, like in any <sighs> game ever. The core problem with Bungie in general is like they never commit. They want they try to have a blanket as big as possible, but because of that blanket, like they're always going back and forth on like, oh, should we add hardcore elements or should we add casual elements? Uh, which one do we do? And so like, like their sunsetting, their design decision sunsetting was like huge. I don't know who thought that was a good idea when when all of your content creators are like going at war with each other over sunsetting when you have like the same crowd that usually agreed on something and it's now like i don't know guys sunsetting could be good All right, guys sunsetting is the worst then maybe it's probably a good uh maybe it's probably like a okay maybe we should like think about this before we implement it implements it a year later okay so that wasn't a good idea we ignored all the warning signs uh no more sunsetting i mean i guess for <sighs> me like i'm torn because in one regard, though, I do appreciate that, like, they're willing to make drastic changes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just most of the time they don't hit. But I think I would rather them continue that than for sure, slow, for sure. incremental. But, like, that's why it's, I think the problem is they have a hard time 
changing course if like sure. i feel like yep. they're like sunsetting they're like no this is good we like this no guys you just need time with it no trust us okay a year maybe passes. yeah okay maybe okay we're gonna figure Man, out how everyone to thought this was bad and okay so it's bad all right yeah. so okay. we're just gonna go <laughs> but i feel like so the problem is, is yeah the problem is i like the drastic changes but if it doesn't hit it can be problematic when it's a year of the game or like a sure. year and a half. Yep. Yep. I feel like that's it's so it's like I appreciate what they're doing and I want them to keep an open idea like that because especially that's part of it. Like it was easier, for instance, Destiny One to Destiny Two to be like, hey, look at these drastic changes. It's a sequel, things are changing, boom. But when it's a live service game, it'd be way easier to just do small little changes and things get done slowly. I think right now problem is like it's whiplash and then refusal to like meet in the middle. I think they're getting better at it, but yeah, it's like I it's like, like one or the other. Right. And it's it's never like never they Goldie never lost. like I feel like they never balance the seesaw in a way that's satisfying for everyone. And but like they're they trying can. to. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I think just and, introducing a ranking system for ranked like for competitive players, that would just But that's the problem is they like it's like that's like too far on the other edge of the seesaw you know what i mean like there's like decisions they make that are like you want this side of the seesaw but bungie is like uh, that's a little too deep on the seesaw for me like ranking well uh, the, the bizarre thing is they have rank which is uh the survival playoffs or whatever um well the competitive is not ranked competitive or, is right that's competitive the is, is like a weird they like, give you a skill rating. Like, there's technically like a ladder, right? It. Yep. But I can go in right now with zero glory or rank, whatever, and I'll be playing yes. max glory people. Yep. Because it's only skill based matchmaking. So it's like, what's the point of ranking or like giving me this number if it doesn't matter? And to get to 5,500, I have to go from zero to 5,500 fighting 5,500s every single game. Like, that's the weird thing, too, is like, I don't know what that is. I just don't know. What, I don't touch it. At this point, like I, I just now with a ten foot pole, am I touching that thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I just feel like every account has like a secret rank attached to it, and just make it like a public number. Like, just make that like a public number. That I mean, but like, why would you do that when you could just make a ranked mode that people yeah. can opt in to do the ranked and have those numbers public? I don't know. Like, Bunchy's just. I respect what they're trying to do. They're trying to make a, they're trying to cast a wide net, uh, but they haven't nailed how wide the net is or the material of the net quite yet. So uh, I think, I think the fact that they keep trying is pretty nice, but there's some of the decisions is like, well, it's like, it's like the problem I've been having with them for years is like, okay, so like, what do you want the game to be? And <laughs> what do for you them? Want? It's like, and for them, it's like they've gotten the gameplay oh, loop, right? They got the gameplay loop. They got the like the 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 moment to moment gameplay the way they want it. You know, they've really like figured out the build system. But like in the core direction, like what direction do you guys want? And it just feels like the answer is always, uh, I'm a fucking uh, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking uh, I'm a fucking check out this check out check out this ten dollar skin, guys. Check it out. All right, bye. Yeah, it's 
I don't, and like, it's just because it, it's so hard. Because the other thing too is like, Destiny still is a game of its own. That the reasons too, so many people like it and so many people play is because we don't have something else like it still. Um, and I think it's because we've seen some people try, um, and it almost reminds me of like back in the day at Cafe when people were like we can make our own YouTube without realizing how difficult it actually is. Um, and so I think part of it is like juggling a game like this, like that's just it. They're still trying to figure out what the game is mm -hmm. and they don't have anything really to base it off of because what they're trying to do doesn't exist in a place where everything they have is like, they might be like, Ooh, we yeah, like this yeah. part of this game. Right. But that's a PVE game and you have PVP. Okay. But if we change this, we'll suddenly change the landscape of this. And so I think like, I don't know, as time's gotten or like the years pass, um, I'm still critical, but like, I also realize like, that's easy. what I think too. Like if I'm there at Bungie too, I'd be like, what the fudge? Like, I understand that you also have so many people probably saying this, that pulling this way, pulling that way. It literally seems like I don't know if we were we will ever get destiny to a point where well it seems like I've accepted that though. It's solved. Like the reason why I have such a healthy relationship with Destiny now is because I've accepted it's never going to be the game I want it to be. Just because and while I do love it and while I am gonna come back when there's content to play, Bungie does not have a set in stone direction that I can say, okay, I want to stick with this game through thick and thin. Now it's like, okay, like I've accepted the game is not ever going to be what I truly want it to be. Cause I mean, I have a game now that is exactly what I want, right? Like I've started playing F14, started rating, started doing, like that's F14 is the game. I a healthy gamer. Want. I would say blue. That's very healthy of you. F14 is the game I want. F14 is the game I want to spend my time on. And Destiny, while I do want the feeling of F14 in a shooter, it's just not there yet. So I've accepted, yo, this isn't going to be the game I want. That's cool. I'll come back. I'll play it when I want to. And for Bungie, right, their main priority is not to keep players like us like playing every single day, even though sometimes they add like these little snippets here and there are like, Oh yeah, you could do this forever. And then everyone's like, nah, I'm good. And, <laughs> and they end up just going to the play their regular games anyways. But, um, it's, um, like their, their main priority is like, is game growth and keeping the game a healthy population. And that just isn't, that just isn't a shooter crowd. Right. Because they have a looter crowd, they have an MMO crowd, but they also have the normal, like, I play the game to shoot shit and have fun. And there's just th so many varying levels of commitment for that people want to put time into that. So it's like, and I mean, even like you look into like PvP players, right? They like the healthiest players are the ones who are like, okay, the game's never going to be competitive. Like, you got to accept that. You either have fun with it while you have it, or you move on to another game that is obviously going to treat you as a competitive person. So, which brings me to my real quick if you wanted to add anything, I know you were head on the tip of your tongue, Mr. Fruit. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, 
when you were describing it, like the way I think of it is like back when I was in school, imagine you go into the lunchroom or the lunch place and you tried to do something that would please every single table because every single table is like a different click. Yep. And that's like destiny is like you have not only do you have PV and PVP, but then it goes even deeper just like that. Like you have hardcore PVers, you have really, you're really casual. You have people who want an MMO grind and you want people who can just log in a day and that's it. Um, and that's why too. It's and Destiny's just, like, just out here sweating, not knowing who to. Yeah, there's. I think that's part of it too. It like, it reminds me of me. They're like people pleasers. They're like, we want everyone to be happy. Well, they've they, they've developed that audience, and they know that's their audience. It's such a wide range, but they don't want to alienate any of those audiences, so they keep like going back and forth. So I get it. Yeah, they're very very lukewarm, but I will say. I was also going to say, like, to the same degree, like, I'm in a better place with Destiny 2. When I finally accepted that, like, I never wanted PvP to be competitive, but just, like, where I wanted it. And I realized, too, part of it, too, is, like, I've just changed as a gamer in what I want. Uh, So, like, PvP for me is, if I'm, like, recording a video, that's it. Otherwise, I just won't touch it. Because it's one of those things where it's just, like, it's not for me anymore. And in fact, I kind of like, I think I'm kind of the person they're going towards now in that like a more casual PVEer who's interested in in-game but doesn't want to put insane amount of time into it so that it's still approachable. And I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, wait a second, that's me. Um, See, and I think when Blue said like you got your people that like like just getting loot, and I think that's me. Like I want my loot to feel like unique and like cool. Oh, you done? All right, go on. Yeah, but yeah, like that's what I want. Like I want my loot to feel unique and different. And so when I just get thrown blues every five seconds, if I don't know, it feels like super watered down type of loot. And everybody has, I don't know. But yeah, that's my point. So uh, you were saying something about competitive PvP, I believe. Oh, uh, well, it was more so like um, um, I just wanted to touch on the dev harassment because man, we love, <laughs> <laughs> we love harassing. Yeah, no, keep we keep it up. Um, I feel like there's so many people who feel like Bungie owes them the perfect experience. And like the amount of harassment I see the devs get is like absurd. And it's so weird. Cause I feel like it's, it's reached like a critical point where we've had pretty like Bungie. One thing I will never fault Bungie on is uh community participation. They're always talking. They're always like giving people like just communication. We got your feedback. Like there's always people like, Hey, here's what we got. They literally have a weekly, a weekly blog telling you what's coming up. What they learned. It's like the beginning too. They've been doing that that forever. Yeah. And so I think. Yeah. And even on Twitter, I can't help but notice like, especially this year, especially these past couple of months, like community managers, devs, everyone has been just way more silent. And it's super sad to me because it's like, well, you, I, I think it's, uh, I think somebody said it. Um, I think it was CC that like 
Bungie doesn't owe us anything. Like they don't owe you giving a twop. Like Bungie could release this DLC, just say nothing, just release Pat's notes like every other studio does instead of, you know, making a movie of the week and all this kind of stuff, you know, like they're, and it's a double-edged sword because you give them all this communication and that just leads to more feedback and all that kind of stuff and more and then they take it for granted and yeah exactly and it's like just you want to know how i think this issue is solved and i think it's pretty dramatic and i think people would be really upset if they did this but i think it's a way to fix it just stop putting out the twab just stop putting out Uh, that would just go i think the twab is okay because it's on the website and Unfortunately, the community manager are always going to get the brunt of things. I'm, I'm but- saying like all the little paragraphs and they're like, hey, guys, like this is what we're like. Just make a twab be like, hey, this is what we're changing. This is what it does. Like nothing that's like has any. I, they could do that. But like that's not that's not Bungie. I think my issue is we will eventually get to that point. If like we continue down this road, for some reason, there's just this crowd of people who have like expect things from Bungie that Bungie is not going to give you. and. I don't know, man. It's just like, it's never been this way and it's really unsettling. And like, it should go without saying like, okay, just because your game that you have an unhealthy codependency on is not going the way you're going does not give you an excuse to harass devs. Like that unhealthy codependency you have on that game, that's your fault. And you need to go to therapy. And I think <laughs> don't, and I think you're don't awesome. bring it out in, on devs. In the sense of like codependency, it's like they really love this game and they think that any sort of, and people hate change. Like people do not want to change what their game is or or their day, their daily routine, you know. People are very comfortable. And I feel like people play Destiny because it's a game that's comfortable to them. But they just want that game to be exactly how they want, and they're gonna be more yes. pissed off if it's not what it's like instead of like you being a healthy gamer and going you know destiny 2 is not really giving me like what i want anymore let me see if there is a game out there that has all these things that i'm looking for rather than let me just harass these devs that honestly have nothing to do with the building of the game i think it's hilarious and shows that the people that do harass these devs have no clue how one a just a business alone works let alone a game dev studio where it's like they just think the community managers walk in there and go, all right, guys, these are the changes we're making. Like, these are what everybody's saying. Like, all a community manager is is they're the first line of communication between studio and people. And people just lose that sense and think that they have some sort of power to change the game. I I just don't want to to get to the point where – the communication we've gotten from Bungie for the past couple of years since, since, I mean, since the inception of, of Bungie turn into, because like the reality is like devs are just not talking about the game and their insights anymore on Twitter. Community managers uh, have been, you know, not quite as, not quite as, as ready to interact with people uh as usual um and it really all comes down to like if you're gonna shit on the game definitely shit on the game like it deserves to be shit on at some points but 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 like when it like goes past that when it goes to the point of like straight up like call like coming after people's character like saying like these devs don't care 
Well, all the way from that to K- KYS shit. Like, it's yeah, ridiculous. Like, like, it's, there's gotta, like, my, please, please draw a line between, between yourself and the game. Like, you, you are not your guardian, dude. I need I'm you sure. to understand Speak that the game is not real life. Real people are behind these characters. It's crazy to me that people have, like, it's just codependency like it's just crazy like the get stop the game is not your personality it's okay go touch some grass i'm trying to really nice um i'm trying to find like when the last time like call of duty warzone had like a community update and like i can't even find it anywhere it's just like a picture and shows like the roadmap and that's i mean at this point it's like the the communication is almost lip tight because they know yeah, it's like they even opened that Pandora's box of opening that community. Yeah, they don't want to community open that box. to dev. Like they're just going to get the bungee treatment ninety percent of the time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so yeah, um, gamers I, go to therapy. Holy shit! Like I don't want them to take the twelve away, but I think that is like the that's only thing that they could do to like make people like. That's a possibility. Just like, a, hey, that could be the future. You won't get twabs anymore, and it's all because you didn't like that trials uh that you didn't get your flawless this week like i don't know <laughs> you didn't get your flawless this week but you're right you you're, could, you're, you could you couldn't carry your viewers to flawless that sucks don't go on twitter and flame the devs yeah and then like like you said like i like our christian said i just think trials just need i i just the pvp part of destiny i just have lost all sort of love for and hope for you know like if you really like want destiny to be a pvp game like you need to start like rethinking it like you need to find another game to go play uh is there anything else we want to touch on before we had a q a i'm gonna assume um there might be something pretty such an i don't know if i think there was one more thing okay so we talked about we talked about Bungie. We talked about Neopets getting hacked, and we talked about Neopets. Um, we talked about the the Digimon. The Digimon. We talked about the the Star Wars game getting put postponed, but really, it feels like it's getting canned. Um. All right. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much it for me. Yeah, I don't don't think I have anything. Mr. Fruit, perfect timing. Hey, are we touching on anything else before we move to Q and A? Um, I guess not. I'm saying we touched on. We got Digimon. We got the Star Wars game getting canned, presumably. We got the. We got some Pokemon talk. Full slightness. Bat Fleck is back. Oh yes, that's what it was. He's back. Back's back. All right. Apparently, Apparently, Brockman too. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that movie. I liked the first Aquaman. It was kind of... I forgot just how... Apparently how much money the first one Oh, made. it made buku bucks, bro. Mainly, buku. I guess, like in... In, the, in China. Um, yeah, it yeah. was like China and all kinds of places like that. Yeah, it made... it. All, I think it grossed over a billion dollars or somewhere yeah. around... D- damn near near there. Maybe that's why Batflex, like... You, some good paycheck money, for like... Aquaman 2 is what now? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm in. All right, I'll do it one more time. Yeah, just I'm just confused. What, what, so what are we doing with it? Why are we bringing it? Yeah, back? what are we doing here? We'll, he's we're, like, no, hopefully we're doing Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, yeah, they I forget not. how sick that movie was. 
I think they literally came out and said they're like doing no more Snyder. Yeah, fuck them. Films with Snyder or like anything like that. I think. Well, that would have been sick because the Martian Manhunter was in it, and that's all I ever want is Martian Manhunter. He's my favorite DC hero. All right, we're gonna move on to Q and A then. Uh, got a, que- a good question here, I think, because uh, I thought about this a little bit. Ooh, went down pretty hard. A little bit. I'm good. Uh, the Milkman says, I haven't finished season two or three of The Boys yet. I know I need to. But having oh, seen both The Boys and Invincible, who is more of a garbage person, Homelander or Omni-Man? Omni-Man. Uh, definitely. definitely. Mm. See, they're both garbage in their own way. I think Homelander is genuinely just a psychopath he's just, asshole. He's just confused. Whereas, whereas Omni-Man was raised on a culture of war and his spoilers, entire for invincible and oh yeah invincible spoilers if you haven't watched them but yeah. like at this point whereas omni-man was raised on a culture war and i think the thing that omni-man has done that has left a level of redemption for him is that he actually decided to like actually decide against doing that at the last second we don't know where he is now but you know at the last second he was like he abandoned his thank mark. His, <laughs> yeah. yeah, his thing. He abandoned his thing for conquest because his son like smacked some reason into him, or he smacked so much reason <laughs> yeah. into his son that his son was like, "Wait a minute, yeah. wait, I'm being the shit on my son. What am I?" Like, so I feel like Omni Man has had that moment of like, "Dude, what am I doing?" I, Whereas <laughs> Homelander is just like, "Yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm a bad motherfucker. Uh, everyone's below me." So I think Homelander is fundamentally the worst human being person, uh, whatever. Don't call him a human being. He'd find that extremely. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Soup. Disgusting. Sorry. Soup. I think Homelander. Uh, I think Homelander is the worst soup. I'd probably say Omni-Man just because I say what you will about Homelander. He's not wanting to destroy the earth, you know, like, I mean, not destroy the earth, but like he wants it to just be like a soup only type of place where Omni-Man wants to literally have earth be like a part of like the Viltrumite, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for society type of thing. Um, and I also think it's crazy that Omni man calls his wife, a, like a pet, like <laughs> he's like, I love her like a dog. Like you would love a dog. You know what I mean? Well, I think, I think for me, it's like Omni man has still has, cause at Omni-Man, least Homelander like, can love. Like, I don't think, uh, Homelander, yeah, but only, Homelander, Homelander can love. Well, Homelander only loves, because breast son, milk. like milk. Those, well, breast milk, yeah. I feel like Omni Man has a level of conflict in him, despite being a total sh- piece of shit. That train scene still lives in my head, rent free. That is a dope scene. But which one? I feel like Omni Man still has a level of conflict. Where Remember he holds when he Mark, like, like in front of the uh, train, and the train like yeah. that yeah. shit is still rent free. But I feel like Homelander is just always going to be. A we'll shitty see how, supremacist. We'll see how that change comes season four for the boys, because I feel like in season four it'll be definitely crazier. I think they're both, but, spe- especially Homelander, um, products of like being raised. Like, who yeah, knows exactly. what would happen if Homelander was raised had like a, a mother? Moment. Yeah, and yeah, loved. Yeah. And I think that's well. I think the you see that with like I don't want to say spoilers. I think you see that with Homelanders. You know uh, that being raised and having like in a, a normal kind of environment is super important for like a soup. But uh, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Who wins in a fight? Homelander or Omni-Man? Oh, Omni-Man, Omni-Man. not even close. Yeah. Not even Actually close. Actually dumpsters him. Really? Not even like 
kind of competitive? Oh, not even close. Omni Man shreds Homelander. Yeah. What about what about Omni Man Goku? Goku, not even close. Yeah, Go- Goku's not fair. Because <laughs> like, if, especially with the idea of Goku, is like he can technically he can just keep... to sh- to the point wherever he Goku's wants. Goku's just Goku's like Goku's like a universal destroyer. Like Goku could. I mean, I guess Goku could like blow is, up several planets in like a second. Like, yeah, the question would be like, which Goku? The one from like literal yeah, original yeah. Dragon Ball? No, we're talking about Omni Super. Man. Like, well, given then, the, yeah, oh, no. Super Goku, not even close. And then the problem that we also introduce, as we've seen in Super, for instance, when they reintroduce Brawly, um, is like the whole point of Saiyans too is they'll eventually rise to whatever they're fighting. So technically, who knows? If he fights Omni Man, he could just catch up quicker as like goku would have if he'd been fighting harder and harder people aren't the saints kind of like the viltrumites in a sort of a sense like yeah very much. they just pretty much do the same thing yeah the same yeah same concept yeah. same idea yeah like warring society we're gonna go and take over or warring society this. that has genetic that has genetically evolved to just be ready to it's on site all the time <laughs> um I'm pretty sure Shane's isn't it like literally like take them over and then just like sell them to the highest bidder, the planets or whatever, stuff like that. Something like that. I have no idea. Uh, Fenrir says, "Just watch a Guilty Crown." If y'all know the show, what are your thoughts? Never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Guilty Crown. If it's oh, it's, an, it's a it's a 2011 anime. Hmm. No, never watched. What's it. What's it about? What's the synopsis? Um. Uh, Omnishu is a 17-year-old boy who accidentally obtains a rare and great power. Pretty, uh... Uh, not that in-depth. The story revolves around Shu Uma, a high school boy who comes out into a possession of ability called the Power of the King, allowing him to draw out items called voids from other people. He is then thrown into a conflict between the quasi-government organization known as GHQ. So, looks like, a. Okay, Every kind of, but I still it's only uh, currently watching episodes. Vinland Saga. No. Uh, question here from Addy says, "Fruit, great work on your 15 minute series. I literally have not touched Destiny in seven years and still watch all the content." Question: mm. What is the one thing you're most excited for about Fruit Summit? Uh, just seeing everybody, chilling. Yeah, by the I, I would years. say just seeing everybody. But if we're talking in terms of content, I. I'm assuming we're doing the wings thing again. Like, I think that was like one of my favorite videos. And I think having like Joe and Ruben and Bryce probably in it now. And I think it'll be hilarious. Like, we have gotten some new sauces or re upped because I guess some of them went bad. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, and I like, hope. we still had like 357 Mad Dog and the bomb. And the only thing was like, they're probably still spicy, but like I don't know if after a couple of years, like what if they just lost a lot of it? I don't, I don't know I, how that works. I, I don't know about the, the the bomb was just gross. Like it didn't it even like, like taste diesel. Yeah, it didn't I haven't even tasted like... diesel, but like that's imagine. Like if I had to compare the smell, yeah, diesel. Uh, your turn, blue. Um, not having allergies for like a week. Here's nice. I'm gonna be honest with you. My skin gets clearer. I don't sneeze. I sleep insane. 
Colorado is so nice. If I could move there without having to uproot my whole life, I would probably do it. Yeah, that, that is kind of the problem of moving. <laughs> um, Riles uh, says, y'all listen to the Joey Badass album. If so, thoughts on the newest album? Uh, Joey Badass is actually like one of my favorite MCs. Uh, I love Joey Badass. One of my favorite concerts I've ever been to was a Joey Badass concert in like 2014. I think Summer Nights had just come out. Um, so he just came out with a new album called 2000. Joey Badass's first mixtape came out when we were in high school and it was called 1999. And it's like one of, if not my favorite mixtape ever. Like, so this album came out is it, called Two. Is it like Girl Talk? What is that? You don't know who Girl you, Talk is? No. no, no idea. Okay. No. Uh, so no, Joey okay. Badass released a new album called 2000. So a lot of people, including myself, thought it was going to like, have some same of that 1999 type of feel and it totally doesn't uh i feel <laughs> this joey badass album is like the definition of mid and that's coming from a joey badass stan um i think i saved like one song that, from the album is this is his only album since that 1999 no um no 1999 came out like 12 years ago so i think it was just kind of his like i'm growing into this person like so um and like I, I'm, I hate those type of people that are like, hey, you just make the old music that you used to make. Because like I hate the people that are like, just make Destiny videos, and it's like <laughs> literally cut from the same line. Uh, so I mean, I thought it was okay. It's a very mid ass album. Like nothing great about it, nothing bad about it. It's just mid as fuck. I don't. I'm assuming you guys didn't listen to it. I didn't even know who he was. I... Yeah, he's awesome. I mean. I say he's awesome in terms of rapping. He has some weird kind of government type of things that he uh, believes in uh, that are pretty wacky. Um, but as an MC, I enjoy him. Uh, Whittle says, "Fruit, loving the Destiny content. Question: Are you guys got? Are you guys going to do another podcast where you bring viewers on to ask questions? Thought it was a really good episode." Yeah, we need to do that. Ooh, we, we, we're pretty overdue on doing that. Yeah, I'm going to look into like maybe like the 150s. We have guests come in again and stuff like that. Um, and the problem with that is like I have to like set it up. So it's just all about my laziness. So maybe in the 150s, we'll bring back uh, we'll bring back guests. Uh, the counselor. Describe the most heated argument you've had with your significant other or closest relative. So I wouldn't say it was a heated argument between me. So this is like I was in high school uh, and the Venegas clan was all there in Fresno, California for what we call um, the 4th of July like party. Like all the Venegases like uh, like meet up and we go and hang out in Fresno where it's like legal to shoot off big fireworks. So uh, at one point um, – we were throwing like fireworks and stuff like, woo, like, you know, the little green balls that like you light and then you throw and it's like, like that one. I was throwing those and I threw one a little too early. Like, I don't like to hold on to the wick until it gets to like zero. So like I threw it kind of early and it rolled into somebody's yard. And my uncle Pat came out and just started bitching at me. I was like, hop off my dick, dude. Like everyone else is throwing fireworks. Like what the fuck? And like two minutes later, my uncle comes out, uh, Uncle Jim, 
and I can't believe I'm telling this story. Um, he comes out and apparently there was like an argument in the house about how my aunt Maria was talking to my grandma Fia, her mom essentially. And uncle Jim was very upset about how he was talking to her. So he started like yelling at aunt Maria. Well, aunt Maria's husband, uncle Pat came, was outside yelling at me at the time of that. So, uh, uncle Pat like comes in, into the house like with me and sees that uncle Jim and aunt Maria are yelling at each other. And uncle Pat's already heated at me for throwing fireworks in the grass. So he starts yelling at my uncle Jim and I'm not making this up. They start like pushing each other. And then like uncle Jim, like just wants to hit somebody so bad. He full on punches himself in the face. Like (laughs) he was like, come on, man. Like, boom, like, come on. Like just, like hitting himself as if like, like he wanted like to get in a fight so bad, but like, and every, ah, like screaming and crying. Everyone's outside the house at this point. Like get in the car. Like we're getting out of here. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily like an argument that I had, uh, but it was an, an argument that I saw between my uncle and his sister that resulted in him. I'm not kidding. I've never seen it before to this day. He full on clocked himself three <laughs> times in the face. And he took those like a champ, though. Like he took them like a champ. He's got an iron jaw. It was crazy, dude. And that was like, God, 14 years ago. Um, I'm trying to, I can't really. It's, the Venegas is are insane. It's one of these things, though, it's just so ambiguous. Yeah. That I, like, it's to the point where, like, I can't even think of an argument I've had. You haven't gotten an argument about your parents about, like, video games? Like, let me play Yu-Gi-Oh, Mom! Like, fuck! Maybe. I repress them, you know? They're somewhere deep down there, but (laughs) I've protected myself. (laughs) From that... Reliving the trauma. Yeah, like I'm trying to open it up right now. My brain's like, dude, no, what are you doing, man? The same. It's like, bro. Same. I'm like trying to think back, but I was like, you know what? We're not opening that. So I'm yeah. passing on this question. I'll tell uh, another one if you guys yeah, want to pass. I tried to. Th- I really can't think of something. So I've told this, but like, my dad was like super obsessed with soccer. And like, that was what Robert was. was I wasn't his son. I was his soccer player sometimes. That's how it felt, at least. So like one time after like our state cup championship game, we lost. And this was the time I was like 17 and it was like starting to get into like, okay, like you're going to go to college now and like play college soccer and stuff like that. And I totally didn't want to do that. So I told my friend Jonas at the time, do you remember Jonas Santana, the really tall Spaniard guy? I told my friend Jonas Santana. I said, Jonas, dude, like, and my, my dad and Jonas were like super close because Jonas was like a foreign exchange student from Spain. My dad was born in Colombia, like moved to America. So he could like, he got, he understood Jonas in that sort of sense. So my dad and Jonas were like super close for whatever reason. And uh, my dad said, uh, yeah, we're looking into get like Robert into like some schools for like soccer and stuff. And Jonas told my dad that I didn't want to play college soccer and that I hated soccer. I remember I got a call in the morning after a party. My dad said, get your fucking ass home right now. And I said, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like I'm so fucked. Oh, like, man. I don't know what it is, but he's fucking pissed about something. 
So I get in and he's just sitting in the living room like this, like just waiting. And, and he just like, I think we just yelled back and forth at each other for like two hours about like how much money he had put into soccer my entire life. Like it was like, I've put in tens of thousands of dollars for you to like not have for us to pay for college and stuff like that. And for you to like, like you're a soccer player, Robert, like this is what you do. Like, and I was like, this is not what I do. Like I'm a fucking human, like fuck soccer. And it was like an hour of us going back and forth of just fucking being really like mad at each other. And I don't think I talked to him for like two weeks. And then there was another point too, where <laughs> we were watching, it was like 2000, it was the, the 2010 world cup, I think wherever the one was in South Africa. And I was a little dickhead. So like, I don't blame my dad for reacting this way. Um, we had a big couch, like a huge couch that could sit like 13 people. And I was on the end watching a soccer game. And my dad literally sits right next to me. And I, <laughs> I can't believe I had the balls to say this. I said, dude, you're kind of like in my personal space right now. Can you like go sit somewhere else? <laughs> I've never seen my dad freak out on me like that. Like he was fucking pissed, uh, just yelling at me and shit. And I'm, I don't think I talked to him for like three weeks after that. There's a lot, a lot of turmoil between me and my dad, but thankfully, yeah. uh, thankfully, Mister Fru, you came around, and the Destiny thing came around, <laughs> and he's real proud of me now. I'm glad I could help. Uh, yeah, thank you, Doctor Fruit. That's what he was called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Doctor Fruit. He goes, he goes, he goes. Robert, you just gotta get like Doctor Fruit, man. Like, just find your thing, and like, you'll be good. Well, thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks. Uh, Dark Griffin. Uh, says, Mr. Fruit, what are you doing? Uh, the Hunter, Dripper, Drop, and Warlock. I've been waiting forever. Eventually. There you go. Eventually. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll get to it. Uh, but I, I don't. Probably no time, uh, like, super soon. Uh, Zaz says, hey, guys, question for Fruit, mostly. Uh, when are you getting your smash or pass for Pokemon or a smash or pass oh, Pokemon Jesus. series for the whole dream team? Knowing Joey, it's going to be a good one. The amount of people who have asked me to do this is absurd. I like if you would fuck a Pokemon or not. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it got are... really popular after Markiplier made a video a while ago. Oh, okay. As he does when you have that much, he can make a video and then it's a viral trend. Yeah. I'll uh, do it. Uh, well, that was part of it too. Though it's like everyone's like that's that was like a year ago. The 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 trend is gone. Yeah, the the trains. It's it's departed. Um, Plus, like question. The, part of it too is like there's only there's only so, like literally it's just like smash, pass, pass, smash. <laughs> like I. Well, I feel like Joey would be like, actually, like, I think the thighs on this one, like, I just don't know if I'd have enough to like make it to make me feel like I put my own spin on it. Spin on it. Yeah. Without it just being like a blatant ripoff type of thing. Literally. Yeah. It's like smash, pass, pass, yeah. smash. Uh, Blemish says, will there be a Reese's Cup challenge be a part of Joey and Ruben's initiation or do you all have something else planned? Um. It wouldn't even be an issue. The, the difference is, I, f I think people fail to realize this. That was completely Rob's decision. No one was like, Rob. We're not this. a cult. <laughs> yeah, like, that was completely Rob. I literally just thought I could do it. Yeah. Everything Rob does that seems like a cult thing to do, <laughs> Rob is like, that would be kind of cool to do. We don't tell him, like, oh, you got to do this for content, Rob. No, Rob is like, I am I, the content. I could shove a bunch of fucking Reese's down my throat, dude. I could do that. 
That's like when we're putt-putting. And you see Bless jump into a pond. We did not tell... We actually told him to not do Bless that. Bless is literally the guy that goes, Hey, home one. Or if I don't get a home one, I'm going to go jump in the pond. We're like, what? what? Yeah, we were literally like, Bless, I was like, not, yeah, right, dude. Like, and I was joking die. like, no. I was like, no. And then... I was the one that was like, do it, dude. Like, you won't. <laughs> and he... Like, thinking in my head, like, oh, there's no way. Like, he I would feel like really Bless do is this. one of those people, though, where it's like, don't. Because he will. Like, don't be like, nah, dude, you won't. He will. Bless is the type of person you have to, like, actively tell not to do something. And then even then, he'll probably still do it. Because he's already, like, decided he's going to do it. Yeah, like, some people I know, they would say something like that. But, ha, that's funny, dude. With Bless, it's like, bless. Bless, bless, bless. Hey. It's like, there, there is no, like, doubt. It, it's more of like, wait, he's, he's probably serious. I, I need uh, the ear on the side of he's going to do this. We'll have this be the last question because we're coming up on about an hour 45 here. Uh, the Milkman with the last question says, Rob, I need your salt lure rage. I hate my job and keep forgetting to put in job applications elsewhere because depression and ADHD make me uh, make home at, uh, a blanket of I'm not at work so I don't have to feel like I hate my job. Would you yell at me and tell me to grit, uh, a grip and apply, please? So actually, I'm not going to yell at you because I feel like yelling in this instant does the complete opposite. Um, if anything, um, if I was being yelled at to go apply at jobs, it would make me do the complete opposite and go in a shell and never do anything ever. So I'll do what like would that. I would do what would help me out and just say, truly, like if you're not liking your job and you just don't want to apply at places, just. Bite the fucking bu bullet, dude, and just apply to random places. What's the worst thing they could say? No, and you're still stuck at the job you don't like? What's the best thing that can happen? They say yes, and you don't have to work at your shitty job anymore. Now you're working at a different shitty job. So <laughs> hopefully not another shitty job, but something that is definitely a lot more uh, – something that you're more passionate about and stuff. So I, I wouldn't say – just apply willy-nilly at other things because you're just going to find another job that you don't like. Like sit, sit down when you get home and don't think of it as I hate my job. So when I'm at home, I don't want to hate my job while I'm at home because it's my safe space. Think about it as, okay, I'm in my safe space, safe space. Let me explore different avenues that'll make me feel like my job won't suck anymore. Like I think it's all just like an idea of how you're going about it at this point. So. I'm not going to yell at you to get a fucking grip. I think you told me to yell at you. Hold on. Uh, I'm not at work, so I don't feel like I hate my job. Uh, so I'm not going to yell that at you. You should just work at your own pace to doing that. Uh, and once you've applied to your first job, don't apply to any more. The next day you get back from work, maybe you're like, I'll go apply at another job and then another one. Um, and it slowly... You know, and then slowly one of those will hit you back and potentially be like, hey, like, do you want to work with us? Like, we don't suck. So, yeah, that is my advice for that. I'm not going to yell at you. And that'll do it for the GG Over Easy Way. podcast. Thank you guys all for listening to the podcast today. Episode 141? Three? Three? I don't know. Episode 143. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, we are coming up on episode 158, which I or 156, which I believe is uh, three years. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, uh, 156 yeah, is three years. Well, again, because I mean, this time three years ago, we were doing the summit, which is also around when we launched the podcast. 
And so, yeah, next time you'll see us, we'll probably have like a a podcast at that table behind him. I'm going to try and help him set something up to the point where we can do some sort of table talk. Oh, yeah. Figure something. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to 143. Uh, make sure you guys like and download these episodes on your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, we will be back next week at Fruit Summit. Woo! Can't wait to see you guys there. We'll talk to you guys then. Love you. Bye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.